0: Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Buy it Fuels, Schmontz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Our tie line, I
1: come to you and uh, making my way across the great state today and this is going to be a fun show plan for you all sorts of things lined up of course we have bank shots starting here in a couple of minutes about four we'll hear from our bank executives from central national bank i heard ubo uh, uh one of our great partners and of course sean hunt boy big time executive from ubo and then uh, mr sheffield the owner the uh, ceo of uh Uh, of UBO was uh, spotted last night at the NIT, some NIT action for the Aggies, as the Aggies have uh, been very excited, as they should be, about their run in the NIT, and uh, last night I kind of took a peek, see what was happening, the Aggies were up like 21-9, to I believe they were able to hang on and win that, and now they will advance to Madison Square Garden and Aaron, I, uh, you know, I, I, I had a joke about Buzz Williams. You know how how is he managing to do this while also investigating the NCAA Men's Selection Committee? And we had some fun. But uh, you know, again, I think I brought this up the other day. I I remember a time uh, fairly early in Scott Drew's time with the Bears that you know making a run in the NIT was a was a really cool thing and, and a very exciting thing. And and all the Bears were, uh, uh, they made it all the way. Golly, did they make the title game? I think there were a couple of NIT runs in there. And the one I remember the most might have been, it wasn't that Lace one. It was with uh, Gerald's and Dugat and, and that bunch and maybe Kevin Rogers. Saw Kevin the other day. Kevin looks great. And uh, saw Terry Black as well. And uh, Terry Black, whose son just uh, is a star at uh, Duncanville High School and I think he was the MVP in the state title game I noticed and that's uh, Terry Black's son Anthony Black who was from Capel but transferred over to Duncanville there's been some interesting stuff surrounding that but the young man is a great player football player and basketball player and he is someone the Bears are interested in I think it's safe to say uh, as well as uh, there's a young man from McKinney, Jacobe uh, Walter, who it's been rep- Walters. It's been reported that uh, Bears have an offer out to him, uh, as well as uh, Trey Johnson from Lake Highlands. Metroplex is just stacked right now with basketball talent. In fact, I looked at the third team today in the morning news in the Metroplex, and it was like beyond belief. I uh, think even the third team. Has everybody on the third team's going somewhere big to play, and so it's kind of remarkable to see that we uh, we got a lot planned for you today. In fact, uh, the voice of the Dallas Mavericks, the Mavericks. If you haven't been paying attention, have pulled into like the fourth spot. I mean, they are they're closing in on Golden State. They have the tiebreaker over the Warriors. Warriors have been in a bad way lately. And uh, I, it's pretty amazing what the Mavericks have done, Jason Kidd. I mean, after the trade, what uh, Dinwiddie has brought to them. Uh, again, if you're not paying attention to the Dallas Mavericks, you ought to play a little catch-up because they, they have this thing going right now, and they just, uh, I think, swept the Rockets. Uh, last night, I don't know last time they did that, so that was kind of a cool deal, but the Rockets uh, went down, they didn't have Luca last night, and uh, Dinwiddie did what Dinwiddie's been doing, he's been unbelievable off the bench uh, for the Mavericks, uh, Jalen Brunson had 28 points last night after three quarters, so Um, Coop's been a great friend over the years and uh, and, and a great radio man in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. We've worked together for many years at 103.3, and uh, it'll be good to catch up with him. And we'll have have Coop on at 4.20, and then 5 o'clock, we'll go all the way out to San Francisco, and we'll talk to the radio uh, color man, uh, color analyst for uh, the Texas Tech Red Raiders. That's Chris Level. And uh, we, uh, it'll be fun to talk to Chris. And as they get ready, it's a big game tonight. Um, Aaron, I would say of all these matchups that we have tonight and tomorrow night, uh, is, the, is the Texas Tech Duke, I mean, I'm just trying to think through some of these things, um, some of the matchups that we have, I know. Uh, boy, UCLA—he's done some good things. Arizona's a great team. Kansas still going strong, and Iowa State still in the mix. So the Big 12 looking pretty good as we head into the Sweet 16. The the Tech matchup tonight, Aaron—is that your—is that what you're looking most? Uh, forward to. I mean, you're almost a tech graduate because you went to MCC, and now you can become a tech. You can become a Red Raider and never leave Waco. Okay, so Aaron, I got you as kind of. You're you're more of a Baylor man, but I'm also going to go ahead and say you're you got some Texas Tech in you.
2: I have a niece that graduated there. That graduated there. Going to school in Waco. Okay. Funny you should mention that. Yeah, yeah she did it through MCC, yeah, she did it through MCC. Uh, but. I am looking forward to that game. That should be a great game. I'm also really looking forward to, for obvious reasons, uh, Arizona and Houston. But there's some great match Ooh. Actually, pretty much every matchup I think is really, really good. Yeah. Even like a two versus eleven. Well, the eleven seed's Michigan, and they're really good. They just struggled in the middle of the season. And then you know, yeah, the, the real Cinderella, St. Peter's, taking on Purdue as the 15th seed in the. Uh, um, Sweet sixteen. I think this is probably where the run ends, but who knows? I mean, they already beat a very good Kentucky team.
1: Remind me what the mascot for St. Peter's is. I feel like they're one victory away from me buying, like, a St. Peter's T-shirt. Do you know that one off the top of your head, Aaron? I saw Eli wearing the St. Peter's T-shirt with the mascot on it. And I can't think of it right now. There Um, are the St. Peter's. Anybody can text in. Ah, that's right. That's right. I knew it was kind of a fun one. Um, and, uh, I, uh, oh, the St. Peter's peacocks. And they are proud as peacocks. And I'll tell you, they have, uh, they have that point guard with a little mustache. (laughs) His name is Doug something. Uh, and I just, I just love that guy. I mean, I think America has fallen in love with the uh, St. Peter's peacocks, peacocks, and they are, if you're kind of wondering where the Peacocks are, uh, they're from New Jersey, okay? They're St. Peter's, and, and uh, they've got a lot of ties to the greater uh, 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 New York City area, but they're a New Jersey-based team, the uh the St. Peter's Peacocks, and uh, that would be a, uh, I would imagine that's a, uh, I'm just doing my brilliant uh, deduction, I would imagine St. Peter's is a Catholic school, and um, they're in New Jersey, and I think, uh, I'm excited, I'm a St. Peter's guy, and I have been for a long time, Aaron, as you know. Now, soon, we will have the gentleman uh, calling us in from our local bankers, okay, so bank shots is on the way and uh I'm excited to talk to the CEO um and uh, uh Joe Nesbit and of course Brian fonville the executive vice president as we uh as we get ready to visit with uh our local bankers in what we like to call bank shots okay they're ready oh hey here we go I'm now being told our executive uh Level bankers are in position, and uh, guys, I you know everybody schedules their weeks around Wednesday, but I I think today is Thursday. So if uh, Joe, uh, if you wouldn't mind, uh, the CEO of uh, Central National Bank, the presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show here on ESPN Central Texas, Joe, can you tell us kind of what happened? I mean, to yesterday's episode, I obviously. Something very important had to be happening at the bank uh, for uh, for you and Brian not to be present for your usually Wednesday four ten hit.
3: I know, man. I'm sorry we let the people down. I know that everyone had kind of pulled over to the side of the road to hear. We had our our uh, we have a monthly employee meeting, and uh, yesterday was the first time we we'd had a really uh, kind of a big one um, because of the COVID interruption. So yesterday we were recognizing quite a few of our employees who celebrated either 5, 10, 15, 20. Yesterday, we had somebody celebrating a 25-year anniversary of being with the bank. We recognized 13 people that had over 195 years of tenure at Central National Bank. So we were very proud of that, and uh, it, it coincided with this show, and we had to make a decision, Matt, and I apologize. No offense, man, but we uh, we went with the... The employee meeting and I'm sorry you didn't get invited but we know you had a previous conflict or you definitely would have been on the list of employees
1: yeah i still hoping that I can be on the board at some point although I've seen kind of a, <laughs> a listing of some of the board members and they they have uh, done a few more things in life than I than I have uh, I did see a number coming in by the way uh, earlier on uh, boy this is gonna be major name-dropping but let's just say the last name was McLean, and that's a name that is big in the central national bank circle. So Brian loves it when I do that. But uh, McLean family, huge listeners <clears throat> of the Matt Mosley Show, as I like to point out from time to time. Now, uh, Brian Fondville, executive vice president, uh, and, and a guy that was a part of that bank meeting uh, yesterday, recognizing, what, 13 employees 195 years of experience my goodness i mean that is that's really interesting to me uh, i work in radio where there's a lot of turnover and it sounds like people get to c and b and they just want to hang in there and just stick around for a while i know Fonville tell, told me joe he was hoping to just kind of maybe get some hours with you guys and then be on to the next gig and here he is like 10 years later uh an executive vice president so it's a it's pretty amazing thing yeah you're right matt
4: you know i think when i first interviewed here right out of college i i said something you should never say in an interview but you know i grew up in the dfw metroplex and i think i remember saying in my interview that i thought i would be here for two years which you should never say in an interview. Nobody wants to hire somebody for two years. But, uh, I, you know, I really, not only did I fall in love with Waco, but I really fell in love with this bank and the people I work with. And uh, it is, you know, to, to have that type of tenure here, you just don't see it at a lot of places. People want to stay here, and and it's in part because of the great customers that we have.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and just that corridor, that, that 84, that that what structure there, I think you fell in love with that. I, you know, you've got all these other bank locations, Temple, Austin, you got the beautiful one right there off Valley Mills, but uh, you Fonville rarely likes to leave that long corridor, that beautiful structure right there on 84. I never did get to ask you, how did that work out with the golf cart, like taking people? You all had some work being done out there and you, you were able to take some people around, some of your customers, they and, and you picked them up in golf carts to get them where they needed to be on a recent, I don't know if that was a Saturday or whatever it was. Did that work out okay?
4: Yeah, it was a Friday and a Saturday, and I think the, the point that's worth uh, hammering in is we drove the golf cart inside the bank. Our front parking lot was closed, and so uh, when people would park in the back, we had a golf cart sitting there right inside the back doors and kind of, as you might imagine, took people aback for a second. And I, I really, you know, most people, you know, they're like, I, I need to get my steps in. And, and I had to be like, no, this is the, <laughs> there's a golf cart inside of a bank. When do you ever get a chance to ride a golf cart inside of a building? Please let me take you to the lobby. <laughs> and after I put the sales, you know, yeah. on, I was able to convince most people to hop on for a ride.
1: That's pretty awesome. It is known as one of the longer bank corridors in the country. Uh, It is uh, Bank Shots with uh, Joe Nesbitt, uh, Brian Fonville, Executive Vice President out there. I want to give you guys the honors today. We're going to mix up, up a couple of our favorite sponsors. It is Central National Bank, and it is Schmaltz's. And Thursday is when we do our trivia contest, but Nelson Roo's is an awesome guy, the owner at Schmaltz's. You guys eat at Schmaltz's a lot, so I think he's fine sharing this with you guys. Brian, do you have a Schmaltz's trivia question of the week you can present?
4: I do, so I was looking at the Sweet 16 schedule for tonight and I noticed that the University of Houston uh, plays, I think they play the late game, so this question uh, and this predates me a little bit, Matt. But who was the head coach of the five slama jamma team back in? I think it was
1: 1986. What are you? Are you asking? Is that? Are you saying that Houston team that you're referencing played in the Final Four? I'm
4: re- referencing. Who would, who would have been the coach of the five slamma jamma team?
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. And they had two. Uh, okay. Great. They. They. Eighty three. And I think you're right. Maybe eighty six. They had two final four teams. They famously lost that one. I thought that was eighty three to uh, you know uh, to NC State and Jim Valvano on a on a just a, a gut wrenching shot. Uh, and Guy V. Lewis was robbed of his rightful national. Oh my gosh. What did I just do? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I. No.
4: I, hey, Matt, congratulations. Yeah. You are the winner
5: of the
1: <laughs> Schmosses Trivia Challenge. You got a free sandwich. <laughs> Way to go, Matt. Um, I, who also. Uh, Jay Valvano was the coach for the state. Who caught the ball, the shot was short, and then made the dunk? Because I may have just given. Oh, okay. All right. I'm dropping in and out, which is why uh, you can't hear me, guys. Here's what we'll do. The answer to this, we'll, we'll clarify when we come back, and we'll talk Chuck Cooperstein as well. That was Bank Shot. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Our next uh, guest is Chuck Cooperstein.
5: This is a Fox 44 weather update on Chief Meteorologist Michael Point. A big warm-up on the way. We just need to get through tonight, and then we're looking at temperatures above normal right on through the weekend. Mostly clear skies tonight. We drop to a very cool 38. Mostly sunny tomorrow, above average with a high of 81, and mostly sunny, even warmer on Saturday and 85. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
8: Tom Ward and Garrett, weekdays 7 and 9 on ESPN Central Texas.
9: Call Waco Foundation Repair today. Waco Foundation is a family-owned business specializing in foundation repair for your home or business. With over 40 years of experience in the construction industry, they take pride in all the work they do. If you see cracks, don't stress. Call the best. Waco Foundation Repair. Call them today at 254-420-4910 for your free estimate. Or you can visit them on their website at wacofoundationrepair.com. That's Waco Foundation Foundationrepair.com.
10: At Allen Samuels, come see the Wagoneer Series 2 and 3 with 2.9% for 72 months plus $1,500 in bonus cash. For all first responders, get an extra $500. Shop this incredible vehicle that gives you performance, style, perfect for your family, and reliability your family deserves today from Alan Samuels in Waco. Come shop our huge inventory at Allen Samuels in Waco. Come by, let's be friends. See dealer for details. All offers have credit requirements.
8: ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Exceptional experience.
11: Extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love Law Firm. They are trial lawyers with over 100 years combined experience. Specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love has an office in Waco managed by local attorney Craig Cherry. Craig Cherry is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. He has obtained significant settlements and verdicts for his clients, due in no small part to his ingenuity and relentless tenacity. His tireless dedication and ability to anticipate his opponent's next move makes him the ultimate opponent in the courtroom. Learn more about Steckler Wing, Cherry, and Love at SWCLaw.com. That's SWCLAW.com.
7: NeighborWorks Waco wants to be your trusted source on your journey to home ownership. NeighborWorks Waco has helped thousands of home buyers in the Waco area purchase a home and they can assist you as well. Not enough money for a down payment or your credit needs improving in order to get the best loan? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that will open the door to home ownership for you. Call 254 752 1647 or come by their offices at 922 Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco.
9: I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Texas A&M basketball is heading to Madison Square Garden for the final four in the NIT tournament, beating Wake Forest 67-52. The Aggies will now face Washington State. The NCAA tournament continues tonight with the Sweet 16, Arkansas versus Gonzaga, Michigan versus Villanova, both tip at 630, and in the late games, it's Houston and Arizona and Texas Tech and Duke tip around 9 o'clock. The Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins. Hill will get a 120 120- million dollar deal with the fins defending national champions umhb crusaders start their first spring practice this week as the ncaa will allow d3 schools to now have a spring for the first time with shells dallas cowboys have added to their offensive staff brian schottenheimer will now be a football analyst for the cowboys sports center every 20 minutes only on espn central texas
12: Join us live from Rudy's in Waco for our next Baylor Coaches Show.
13: Join us Thursday, March 31st, and hear from track and field head coach Michael Ford and acrobatics and tumbling head coach
12: Felicia Mulkey. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris, right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas.
1: Right. Everything. Everything is rolling today on a Thursday. Beautiful uh, Thursday leading into what's going to be a gorgeous weekend. And uh, we're going to have Chuck Cooperstein on in a second. And I'm just letting him know. Sometimes I have to let him know who's calling, all that kind of good stuff. But Chuck Cooperstein, who is the longtime voice of the Dallas Mavericks, and uh this team has grabbed my attention. Uh a lot of what I've been doing is is monitoring college basketball and uh I saw Chuck Cooperstein at the uh, over at Dickey's Arena the other day. So he was hanging out over there for some of these games, got to see Kansas, got to see Baylor. And uh, so we're uh we're getting Chuck on as we speak and uh, we'll uh we'll uh get to uh get to visit with him. In a second, so uh, it is. Uh, I, I just heard you say something, Aaron. I'm sorry. Do we have Chuck, or are we still we're still heading in that direction? Oh, good. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. uh Chuck Cooperstein, voice of the Dallas Mavericks, joining us. Chuck, it was good to see you over at Dickies. I thought that was a good setting for some college basketball regional. You know, I was upset because the Bears did not make it out alive from dickies but um uh, still was a great setting some really good crowds and uh, chuck we've seen the uh some NCAA tournament ball come through the AAC in the past um it's uh but it's just fun man anytime the tournament is played in our part of the world that is a great thing and so uh did you enjoy uh getting to watch some college basketball in person sir
14: always uh, you know, and I don't get to see enough. And the fact that, uh, unfortunately, I wasn't in Philadelphia with the Mavericks, but uh, fortunately, the regional was in Fort Worth, and so there was basketball to be watched. And, um, and and I agree. I, I had not been in Dickies Arena prior to last Thursday, and I think it's a tr- it's a tremendous venue. And it's a great first and second round venue. It's it's not too big. You know, it's about. Fourteen thousand, and that's about the right number, uh, I think, for the first and second round. So not very many empty seats, Um, you know. And it's as a smaller building, you can tell that the uh, even on the top level, the seats are closer to the floor. Uh, So it it was a pretty intimate atmosphere, and you know, it started off a little slow on Thursday with uh, with Baylor and Norfolk State and Carolina blowing out Marquette, but it got pretty good after that, and certainly. Uh, the two games on Saturday were, were tremendous and memorable and, uh, you know, it's just all what the tournament is about.
1: What do you make of uh, getting to see uh, Jeremy Sohan and uh, Kendall Brown in person? Both those guys right now, the Ringer had them in their latest mock draft. One guy is at 10.00. One guy is at 19. I, I've seen uh, I've seen Jeremy Sohan as high as nine. I think I find this stuff fascinating, Chuck, because I guarantee you, like even two months ago, uh, it was Brown was much higher than Sohan. And then I, people's like, "Whoa, this Sohan's pretty dang good." Um, getting to see those guys, put your eyes on them, see them in person. Uh, what have you What have you made? And I think you you kind of adjusted some feelings about different players this year whether it be Chet holmgren at gonzaga whether it be kendall brown at baylor as you got to watch them more and more i think some people had that same kind of thought about cade cunningham last year where are you on some of these freshmen and um uh don't dash all my hopes do you think there's any chance those two players stay at baylor for next year
14: i'd be surprised i'd be very surprised although i think Brown could probably use another year. Uh, Sohan, I think, is ready to go. I, the, the thing that impressed me most most about both of them was that they were bigger in person than I thought they were. You know that, that's the best part about going and especially you know when you're fortunate enough to sit up close, that uh, you get a far better sense about the physicality of the game and the physicality of the players. And I mean Sohan is put together and, and, and Brown again is, is bigger than I thought he was. Um, I, I love Sohan. I love everything about him. I love the edge that he plays with. I love his versatility. Uh, you know, my favorite game of his this year was the Kansas game in Waco where basically he played point forward most of the game and really just was tremendous in that role. Really comfortable doing that against obviously a very good team. Um, I'm, imp- I, you know, I, I, I would, uh, if I'm an NBA team, I'm, I'm absolutely taking a flyer on him. Uh, you know, Kendall Brown reminds me in many ways of Josh Green uh, with, uh, with the Mavericks. Uh, he, he is raw on top of raw, and he's probably two years away from even re- really scratching uh, the surface of the NBA. Maybe he does a Josh Green. Maybe he finds a niche for himself uh, depending on the team, and uh, you know, he can work his way into a, a 15-minute role in his, in his second year. But uh, I think it's going to take a while for him. I think Sohan is much more impactful, much more quickly.
1: Talking to Chuck Cooperstein, voice of the Dallas Mavericks. And, Chuck, uh, uh, the, the, we get some uh, ball going tonight, of course, with the Sweet 16. We'll stay with college for a minute here. Uh, Kansas, Texas Tech. Iowa State, of all people, one of the great turnarounds in college basketball. Uh, that what a job uh, he did it. Uh, I mean, after they went zero and eighteen last year in conference, it's just un- unbelievable. There in the Sweet Sixteen, of course, the uh, Saint Peter's Peacocks. Now you're from that part of the world, uh, Chuck. Did um, did the, did Saint Peter's ever come on your radar? Was that uh, or is this uh, is this school somewhat new to you as well?
14: No, I'm very, very well aware of St. Peter's. Uh, you know, back in the early 70s, they, they actually had pretty good teams, uh, you know, playing around with uh, Manhattan and Iona, you know, in that what is now the Metro Atlantic uh, Athletic Conference. And, uh, but uh, what Shaheen Holloway, uh, Holloway has done is is absolutely amazing how they played those two games. I mean hey they're the best team in the state of kentucky right now i mean what, what more could you possibly ask for uh but uh i i have a feeling it uh it comes to an end for them tonight uh you know in, in their next game it's just you know to, what what they did you know it's like what florida gulf coast did and uh, obviously you know what's uh what's happened uh what, what's happened since then even what, ha- what happened last year but uh um, you know, it's it's a great story, but I, I what I'm really intrigued with are team, like Houston uh, and Arizona and, uh, and UCLA in the in the four and five seeds, uh, who I think again have legitimate chances to again get to the final four. And I think Houston can beat Arizona. I think I think TCU gave you a pretty good blueprint on how to beat Arizona. And you know, Arizona didn't lose many games this year, but the games they did lose. You know we're the teams that were extremely physical, and there's no more physical team getting in the Sweet 16 than Houston is. So uh, I'm, I'm really interested in that game, and I think Mick Cronin is special as a coach, and I think that the experience that UCLA has with just, just about all those guys who were part of that run and were a miracle shot away from getting to the championship game last year, um, I lo- I like them uh, to get to the Final Four. I you know I know a lot of people are on the Purdue bandwagon, and I can certainly see Purdue winning that game. Uh, you know versus UCLA, um, but I, at the same time, uh, I, I'm I've just on the Bruins bandwagon. I think again, it's just it it sort of speaks to where college basketball is right now that you know you can be seeded number one or number two, but it's absolutely not a sure thing when you get into this tournament that that a, a, a mid level seed you know, a top 16 to 20 seed is certainly capable of winning four games.
1: Talking to Chuck Cooperstein, voice of the Mavs, let's talk about these Mavs. Uh, Chuck, they're on a – they've been in a, in, a, in a great place. I mean, who knew uh, that this trade and uh, in, in, in Dinwiddie coming over – I, I like Dinwiddie always. He had that one great year with the the Nets. He scored like 20 a game. And then it just kind of – I don't know exactly know other than injuries and then some – uh, you know, I, it was it was really weird when he left there on this last uh, uh, when the trade was made with with Washington. Just some of the things that were said, I, I was kind of like, "Golly, why is Dinwiddie? He's not that old. Why why can't he go back to being who he was just a couple of years ago?" And and Chuck, the the change of uh, location, we we make a big deal out of that sometimes. The change of scenery has just been enormous for him. I mean, I does this exceed Your wildest uh, expectations, what Dinwiddie's been able to give the Mavs. I mean, not not even just the (laughs) unbelievable clutch last minute. It's the fact that he seems to be good for about 20 a night off the bench. uh, How shocked are you that this is the version the Mavs have ended up with?
14: Uh, I know I'm shocked. And you know what? If you put those guys uh, hands into a lie detector and ask them to answer that question, I think uh, they'd have to tell you that they're shocked too. I mean, they thought they'd get, they were going to get a good player. I do believe they, they believe that, but I I do believe the biggest reason and Nico Harrison made it pretty evident on the, on the day of the trade was that uh, they, they were looking at this as a way to split up the Porzingis contracts and, you know, make, uh, make it easier for them to potentially do a deal in the summertime or sometime next year, you know, with a contract that's uh, more uh, easier to swallow for the uh, the acquiring team. Uh, I mean, I think they thought they'd get a contribution from from Dinwiddie. You know, they hope they might get something from Bertans. Uh, they got a couple of games out of him early. It hasn't happened for him since then. But uh, what Dinwiddie has done since then is it, it is nothing short of remarkable. The the consistency level. Uh, that he has shown uh, has been absolutely off the charts, and he has become a perfect fit for this team. And the uh, willingness and desire of Jason Kidd to want to have two ball handlers on the floor at all times—well, they now have that. They now have that with Luca Brunson and Dinwiddie. And you know, Dinwiddie's obviously become more of a, more of a closer even than Brunson has. And you know, Brunson's had some very good fourth quarters in the past. Uh, and even and even this year. But you know, when you're Dinwiddie and you're averaging, you know, you're like the sixth highest scoring fourth quarter scorer since the All Star break, and you're the second best overall shooter or something like that since the All-Star Break. You know, he's shooting like fifty-six percent uh in in the fourth quarter, let alone anything you're doing in the clutch, um, it's it's great. It's spectacular. And it really does <laughs> give Maverick opponents something uh, to really think about it. They try to prepare to play against them. And uh, it's, it is just, I'm thinking, Matt, of all, you know, we always get crazy around the trade deadline, you know, who's going to do what, who's going to acquire what, you know, to to make their teams better uh, and even going into the, to the buyout market. And so rarely does it happen that someone, you know, makes that type of contribution, uh, you know, to, to some extent, PJ Tucker did that last year, Uh, in Milwaukee, Uh, but I I don't even think he had the impact on their team that Spencer Dinwiddie has had on the Mavericks, and you you almost have to go back to when Rasheed Wallace was traded by Atlanta to Detroit in 2004, I think, to find the last time that you've seen such an impactful deal.
1: Yeah, I'm amazed, uh, like you, shocked, uh, but pleasantly so. Uh, Dinwiddie and Brunson, 18 for 32 last night. 18 from 32 from the field and uh combined for what 54 points 54. uh with yeah. Lu- and with Brunson Luca did not even
14: playing the fourth quarter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Brunson had 28 yeah at the end of 3 uh remarkable and, and one of the other big stories is Dwight Powell who uh there's been some grousing about him from Mavs fans over the years. Uh this guy's on some kind of a tear. I mean, he had 20-something the other night Had 13 in that game last night. His field goal percentage is through the roof. And so sometimes you just kind of catch lightning in a bottle. And uh, and by the way, this head coach, uh, Jason Kidd, who I can't say that I was I, – I, I loved him as a player, wasn't that excited about him being the head coach uh, at all. Uh, I think you were, as I remember, kind of a wait-and-see mode. Uh, you liked yeah. Jason, but we didn't know exactly how it was going to go. Um, I, I would say whatever's happening right now, we do have to give Jason Kidd some credit for this. What do you think's the What do you think's the best thing Kidd has the the biggest like impact he's had on on what's going on right now?
14: Just think he's uh, put in a program of uh, of accountability uh, and made the players accountable, you know, to themselves. And apparently, last night. Uh, Uh, At halftime, after they were trailing the Rockets by one, you know, the Rockets are awful. The Rockets had lost 22 of 26, and the Mavericks had a game last year against the Rockets where Houston was 2-27 and in their prior 29, and they beat the Mavericks. And, you know, all you could think of is is this really happening again, and apparently Dorian Finney-Smith got up and locked him at halftime and said, this is not acceptable, this is not going to happen, we've got to guard people. And they went out and they held Houston to 38 points and 29 percent shooting in the second half. I think the message went through, and you know he. But I, I think there's there's just a great uh, link of communication between a uh, kid and the players, and the players back to the coach. The the, the feedback is is clear, uh, and they're able to respond off of that. And I think Jason's experience uh, in Los Angeles with the Lakers as an assistant. I think has really helped him in that regard. And certainly as it relates to how he deals with Luca uh, and dealing with a star player, having you know, been with LeBron for the prior two years, uh, you know, he went to, he became a head coach way too early, He became a head coach way before he was ready to become a head coach. You know, he, he didn't know what he didn't know. And it took Brooklyn and Milwaukee uh, to figure things out. And and now this this time with uh, with Frank Vogel with the Lakers, I think it it really has helped him mature as a person, it's helped him mature as a coach, and the Mavericks are the beneficiaries of that.
1: All right, well they're uh, they're chasing down everybody right now. Warriors did win last night, but uh, it, they have an advantage over the Warriors this season, so they have a tiebreaker over them. Jazz have just been ugh. I'm a huge Jazz fan, as you know, and they just have not been, had it together. So this is a there's a great opportunity right now for the Mavericks, and so it's a lot of fun. Chuck, thank you. Enjoy uh, watching the tournament and enjoy uh, watching this, uh, this Mavs team the way they're going.
14: I will, and I will. Thanks for having me, Matt. Take care.
1: <laughs> you bet. There he goes, Chuck Cooperstein, the uh, longtime voice of the Dallas Mavericks. All right, we will uh, continue on. we got a lot for you. Of course, we've got the Sweet 16 games tonight and uh, tomorrow night all through the weekend, and that's going to be exciting as we find out by Sunday uh, who's going to be in that Final Four, and we're going to have a nice time discussing that. Next is something we call Campus
12: Confidential. Baylor baseball headed to Norman for a three-game series with the Oklahoma Sooners this weekend.
13: The Bears in Norman to take on OU for a three-game Big 12 series this weekend. Games Friday at 630, Saturday at 2, and Sunday at 2 for the Bears and the Sooners.
12: Bears, Sooners, Big 12 baseball this weekend from Norman, right here on ESPN Central Texas.
5: More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension Providence, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. The ER at Ascension Providence Hospital is open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetProvidenceCare.com.
9: good feet waco and central texas marketplace across from Lazy Boy. espn
8: central texas is your home of the texas rangers
9: city ranch boot company has a new location and they can't wait to see you choose your skin choose your design let them create that perfect pair of boots belt wallet or handbag with over 30 years of leather industry owner Jay kelly and his team know their stuff design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive, or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joko building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, too. Or visit their website, cityranchboot.com. ESPN lovers, upgrade your
13: diamond stud earrings for only a penny more. Whatever the occasion you're waiting to upgrade, shop at DMRA Fine Jewelers and gain an all-access VIP pass to our lifetime diamond stud earring program. Spend $500 on a pair of earrings? Spend a penny more and upgrade. When she says diamonds, pretty, pretty please, say yes, 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 with a penny on top. Shop DMRA Fine Jewelers today with interest-free financing. 4541 West Waco Drive. See store for details.
9: ESPN Radio Sports Center I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing Texas A&M basketball is heading to Madison Square Garden for the final four in the NIT tournament, beating Wake Forest 67-52. The Aggies will now face Washington State. The NCAA tournament continues tonight with the Sweet 16, Arkansas versus Gonzaga, Michigan versus Villanova, both tip at 630. And in the late games, it's Houston and Arizona, and Texas Tech and Duke tip around 9 o'clock. The Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins. Hill will get a $120 million deal with the Fins. Defending national champions UMHB Crusaders start their their first spring practice this week as the NCAA will allow D three schools to now have a spring for the first time with shells Dallas Cowboys have added to their offensive staff Brian Schottenheimer will now be a football analyst for the Cowboys Sports center every 20 minutes only on
8: ESPN Central Texas it's time for campus confidential Our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley.
1: It is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. We did have a winner. We'll announce it at some point. The uh, winner of the Schmaltz's contest where you win two free sandwiches. You get the answer right. The uh, answer to the question earlier, which was who was the coach of those five Slamma Jamma teams. And then I added something to it since I butchered the question. That who, um, who went ahead and, uh, uh, and and made that shot that was short, and they and they took it and won it for NC State, uh, and uh, we'll announce the winner as the day unfolds uh, of that uh, uh, of that fateful moment in uh, college sports that happened in the national championship game. I believe that was 1983. The reason I say that is because somewhere in there. I think Michael Jordan won it in '82, perhaps. Anyway, uh, it is—it's uh, all somewhere in the in the back of my mind. But uh, Aaron, what do you have for us today in Campus Confidential?
2: We will start with uh, NCAA tournament stories. There's a few of them. Uh, UCLA forward Jamie ja- ja- Jaquez excuse me, Jamie Haquez remains day to day with a sprained ankle. He'll try Bless to play you. tomorrow against the. Number eight seeded North Carolina Tar Heels as the Bruins take on take them on in the four eight matchup. He is the second leading scorer for UCLA, averaging fourteen points a game in the last eight games. He's averaged twenty point five points, and the Bruins have gone seven and one and obviously two and zero in the NCAA tournament. So that will be a game time story. He practiced today and went through drills, and uh, according to ESPN, it didn't look like it was bothering him, but hard to tell from just reels. so we will see tomorrow if he plays which I'm sure he will and how much and how effective he'll be which is what their head coach Mike Cronin said he said he's going to want to try to play quote the question is can he be effective
1: you know he's very important uh Zhang is the most important player on that team because you know he He's the one who lit it up in the Final Four, and he, he's the best cho- uh, chance to go for like 30. But Juarez uh, is uh, he hes a really good kind of glue guy. He holds things together. He can certainly score buckets for you. You need him to be right. And a lot of people seem to like UCLA in this tournament. I'm not totally one of them. i I, I don't see it. I just don't see them going all the way but I understand why some people do see it because they're bringing back some people that were a huge part of almost taking out Gonzaga last year. Now I like teams over the years. I like teams that have people with like interesting hairstyles, haircuts, facial hair, that kind of thing. And UCLA does have one of those guys. Tiger is the point guard. I I believe is T Y G E R, But anyway, just known as Tiger. And, uh, he, uh, he's he got great hair. Just a huge dreads and uh, it just I, I like a guy that has a little style to him. Sohan has the great, uh, the, the changing hair colors that he brought to Baylor and uh, Tiger from uh, UCLA has a uh, tremendous head of hair, okay? And so we'll, uh, we'll keep our eye on UCLA. And then uh, also uh, Aaron alluded to it earlier and then I forgot to come back to it. Aaron said, well obviously I'm I'm rooting for Houston. Well, Aaron, we got to tell, we got to fill in the blank on that because Aaron is uh, is a relative of the uh, one of the assistant coaches for Houston, and that would be Kellen Sampson, who happens to be Aaron's brother-in-law. So that's an exciting. I I root for the Cougars not only for that reason, but also because uh, it is a, an incoming Big Twelve team. And Kelvin Sampson, and I've made some jokes over the years about all the. NCAA violations, but I would say this, Aaron, in defense of Kelvin Sampson, yeah, he used to get into trouble, but compared to these guys who are like just flat out trying to pay players and all the stuff that they're doing now, a few extra phone calls do not look like that big of a deal.
2: Yeah, it was phone calls and text, and they've since adjusted those rules to kind of keep up with the times because everybody texts now. Um, I would...
1: I would like to put some of my friends on probation for too many text
2: messages. <laughs> now, you, you – never mind. <laughs> the uh, UCLA – speaking of UCLA, the UCLA Bruins, after reaching the Final Four last season and the Sweet 16 this season, have rewarded their coach, Mick Cronin, with a new six-year contract that runs through the 27-28 season, Terms were not released, but he was making $3.7 million before the New Deal. He's expected to be the highest paid coach in the Pac 12 and among the top 15 in the country. The New Deal will likely be in the same neighborhood as high end salaries for top Big Ten and ACC coaches.
1: Hmm, interesting. You know, that makes me want to ask our, uh, our uh, a friend and guest, Mac Rhodes, Hey, where are we with the, uh, the Scott Drew contract? You know, that was, uh, was going to be announced after the season, and unfortunately the season ended uh, sooner than we wanted it to be. Baylor a number one seed for the third consecutive season. Unbelievable. Now people say, what are you talking about? They didn't play a tournament a couple of years ago, Mosley. Well, but they did go ahead and announce the seeding. I think. Didn't they do that exercise, Aaron? I remember something like that. And uh, Baylor was uh, assigned a number one seed. If you'll recall, Baylor and Kansas played late in that season as the one and two school in the country. And Baylor had had a great year. And then the next year they came back and won the national title. Every time I get kind of bummed about them not playing, Aaron, that's what I remind myself of. Of what it felt like to be an Indy last April. Like last, I think it was Easter weekend, and uh, the Bears found a way to win the national title, and that makes me feel a little bit better.
2: Yeah, that's what I've been doing the same thing when I I don't think about, you know, last weekend. I try to think about the national title, the uh, Big Twelve title in football, and in that video of of Coach Collin walking in to the locker room and getting, you know, doused with water after they clinched the Big Twelve title. But anyway, uh, the uh, uh, men's and women's tournaments, both seeing double-digit viewer increases over last year. The men's tournament is up 12% over last year. It's off to its best start in five years, averaging 9.12 million viewers through the second round on the various channels. Uh, The women's tournament on the ESPN network of stations is averaging just under a half a million viewers and is up 15% overall through the first two rounds. Uh, second round by itself averaged uh, 474,000 viewers, up 25% from last year. The game Monday night between Central Florida and UConn averaged 1.13 million, making it the most viewed early-round women's game since 2009 and Sunday's Creighton-Iowa contest, which ended up with Iowa barely beating Creighton. Uh, no, with uh, excuse me, with uh, Creighton knocking off the uh, second-seeded Hawke- Hawkeye's Um Averaged just under a million at nine hundred ninety-three thousand. So both tournaments doing well as far as eyeballs on TV sets.
0: Well,
1: that is a uh, that's interesting, Uh, especially the women's tournament. I think it helps that some uh, lower-seeded teams did better. Uh, A lot of times, it used to be you know there were just about a handful of great teams, and nobody else could really compete with them. I think that's changed a lot. It did not work out in Baylor's favor uh, in, in Baylor's favor on this last one, which is why, Aaron, I have become a big fan in the uh, Sweet 16 of the of the South Dakota Coyotes. You always want the team that knocked you out to do really well because that makes you kind of feel better about things. You don't want like South Dakota I'm trying to think who they played. Do you know off the top of your head, Aaron? I looked at this the other day, and now now I'm drawing a blank. Anyway, whoever South Dakota Coyotes are playing, um, I don't want them to get blown out. I want them to either keep it very close or win, and uh, that'll make everybody feel a little bit better about what happened with the with the uh, team from the Summit League coming in and just wiping out the Bears. I mean, let's call it what it is. That game was not close, and uh, the Bears, a uh, number two seed. Uh, We're not able to really compete that well with the number 10-seeded South Dakota Coyotes. Aaron, are you joining me in rooting for the Coyotes?
2: Uh, No. (laughs) I mean, a little bit. I mean, I don't want them to go on and win the national championship. But um, they will be taking on Michigan. That game will be Saturday with a uh, 5.30 tip-off time. So they're taking on the three-seed Michigan.
1: That would have been a rematch. That would have been a rematch for the Bears uh, to play Michigan, uh, a team that beat uh, beat the uh, the Bain women. But uh, I, I tell you, I can, I can, if I thought hard enough, I could tell you some of these players, Aaron, uh, Chloe Lamb, somebody Shervin, uh, somebody named like N- Nagel something. I mean, these they haunt me. These women haunt me after how they treated. Our Baylor women, our fearless Baylor women. I did see, Aaron, that uh, Nalissa made All-American for whatever region or something. I have have trouble keeping up with all these things. She's a finalist for the Wade Trophy. Uh, Baylor fans can vote for her in the Naismith uh, Trophy, and uh, I did that today. In fact, you can go to the website, Naismith, or you can find it on Twitter, and uh, the Naismith Trophy, and vote for a man uh, and a woman. Uh, females, and and, and then uh, males, and uh, I voted for Agbaji Og- from the Big 12, and then, of course, for uh, who did I? Well, Melissa, obviously. I'm just trying to think. Through. Oh, I'm trying to think who... Oh, also you could vote for the best coach, and the finalists, Aaron, are you know, some people you know, Don Staley, and Nikki's not a finalist, so we couldn't vote for her. Kim Mulkey, is a finalist for the National Coach of the Year for the job she did at LSU. Now, Aaron, you used to be one of the biggest Kim Mulkey fans in the country. Will you vote for Kim Mulkey as the National Coach of the Year? I will not. I've tried to explain to you. It's not, I understand. It's but not all that you hear. I okay? understand. Okay. okay. And I'm not, you,
2: you know, it's not a matter of who's right and wrong. I've moved on. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay, Aaron has moved on from Kim Mulkey. I voted for Kim, okay, because I am extremely appreciative of those three national titles and 12 straight trips to the Sweet 16. All right, Aaron, anything else before we get to our 5 o'clock guest?
2: No, we probably need to get to, to uh, the break where we can talk to Chris Level. Chris
1: Level will be calling the game for Texas Tech tonight. He's the uh, radio analyst for the Red Raiders, and they are in San Francisco, I believe. And so we'll hear from Chris Level of Texas Tech, and we'll do that next.
8: The Voice of the Bears, John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
3: Tax season brings a lot of uncertainty for everyone, but especially for investors. I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. We can help you navigate the complexities of tax laws and build a financial portfolio that withstands change, no matter what the season.
6: Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC.
11: Here at La Fiesta, our recipe for being happy and stress-free is a bowl of chili con queso and a plate of enchiladas or steaming fajitas. Pick some up on your way home so you don't have to cook. Order online at LaFiesta.com. Call ahead or dine in and get any of your La Fiesta favorites. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located in Waco at 3815 Franklin Avenue. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina, where
8: passion is our most important ingredient. LaFiesta.com.
13: When it comes to filling out your brackets, look for a winning team. The Baylor Online MBA is ranked number eight in the nation by Poets and Quants. Advance your career to the next round. Check out all of Baylor's MBA programs the online MBA from anywhere, the full time MBA for early career, or the executive MBA meeting one weekend a month in Dallas at Baylor.edu/slash MBA.
8: Your home for Baylor baseball is ESPN
12: Central Texas. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready. We are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with case construction equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable case equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is.
9: Central Texas horse enthusiasts find a large selection of saddles at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They feature new and used saddles from names like Billy Cook and Cactus. Plus, they have a large selection of children's saddles. Trade-ins are welcome and financing is available. Apply today by texting one six one one You'll enjoy one-on-one customer service at the world's best western store, Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this
8: is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
0: Welcome back to The Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of The Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is uh,
1: Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. Getting you ready for uh, Sweet 16. And we'll go out to... We'll go out way out west um, where the Texas Tech Red Raiders are getting ready to go. Late broadcast tonight. And a man who's been in a lot of arenas lately. uh, It is Chris Level. And uh, Chris, I hear stuff in the background, but the good news is no national anthem. We did have that happen. I believe that was before the... uh, the uh, the Texas game earlier this year. How are you? Uh, how are you feeling? Great to have you back. How are you feeling about this thing? You've been uh, certainly a couple of times under Chris Beard this deep in the NCAA tournament. That, does it feel a lot different or not that different to to be doing this with uh, Mark Adams at the helm?
15: Yeah, Matt. I mean, I I, I think it, it it does feel a bit different, but it's also. I mean, this is your third Sweet 16 in the last, what, four tournaments, and you, you just hope that, that people are following this thing and they're close to it, don't don't necessarily get uh, get spoiled by it because it's hard to get to this point. We, we all know that. I mean, it, it's hard to win games in these tournaments and, and advance, uh, but it, it's been, you know, I don't know what the expectations ultimately were for, for Mark coming into year one, but I would say that for the most part, he has to have exceeded most everybody's, uh, finishing where he did in the league and then now being in the sweet 16 and, and at this point it's n- now it's time for you to get greedy a little bit if you can uh, because see how long you can you can stay around because uh, you have a monumental task uh, tonight and would potentially have another one on on Saturday but uh, it, it's been fun i mean it's it's been a lot of fun been a lot of drama around this program all season and we'll see if they can keep it going
1: does Adams do you do you sense um I mean this is quite a matchup as you said do you sense that he's kind of and is is there does he seem any different at all or does he seem like the same old uh Mark Adams I mean this is rarefied air and uh I, I think I think the thing that people love about him is that he doesn't he, he you know he doesn't try to like see himself like oh my gosh I'm now one of these great you know coaches he He's kind of having fun with this whole thing, and uh, I—I got to say, Chris, the—the the makeup of this team is fascinating to me. With seven transfers, in fly, five players back, w- was there a game, like in non-conference or whatever, when when you thought, man, this thing could be special? Like, what was the what was the earliest point in the season where this team started to grab your attention?
15: Probably Tennessee uh, that game in the Garden uh, because you 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 were terrible on offense. Tennessee was as well, but you you played such good defense, and I think that's where and with all the new pieces it, 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 that that was Mark's tack. We know what his identity wants to be, but it's it's not necessarily easy to get guys to do this and to buy into defense and taking charges. It's all the it's all the non fun stuff about basketball. Everybody likes the. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna get my shots. I wanna, you know, I, I want to be able to 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 do things on the offensive end. But you gotta work and you gotta be connected. And and we saw it that night in, in the Garden versus the Volunteers. And turned out Tennessee had a he- heck of a season. And I think at that point you you thought, okay, he's gotten these guys to buy in really early here uh, because they went to Providence and and it wasn't great. But they 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 turned right around about a week later and. He had their attention, and maybe the, the, the short or the close loss to Providence was one of the best things that could have happened. But, you know, and, and you asked about Mark, too. He, he's always operated – I mean, you, you could almost even call him negative because he's always operated out of fear. He's never, like, pleased with things necessarily. He may not show it outwardly, but even during the Final Four run several years ago, I mean, I, I, you just kind of hear him talk, or I'd, I'd talk to him, and he's just like, I just don't know how we can stop these guys. And you look up, <laughs> and he's given up, up like 45 points, and the other team's shooting like 30%. And then he'd come away going, we, do you realize how many points we gave up in the paint tonight? And I'm just thinking, man, you, you, you tapped them out, you know? But so that's just kind of how he is, and it's uh, kind of fascinating to watch. But he, he does not take himself too seriously, though. No, I see your point, and that's what's been fun about kind of riding, the, being on this journey with him.
0: Yeah, and,
1: and to play against Duke, talking to Chris Level, I mean, Chris, I I know you kind of understand how great opportunity it is uh, being in the media and having this front-row view at what could be, you know, the last game of, a, of the ultimate legend. And so it adds another layer to this thing. It's enough pressure to try to beat Duke. It's another thing to try to beat them uh, with this fabled head coach, who is going out and you have some players desperately wanting to win for him. Do you feel like Mark and the tech players have done a pretty good job of like not even really trying to know anything about that or I mean it's, it's impossible not to know. I'm just I'm sort of curious like how much of that is out there in the talk and in the media and in ever in the build up to this game. How, is that does that, that seem like a pretty huge deal to you
15: out there covering this thing? Yeah, you know, Matt, there's a couple of things. One, I think, you know, you played Duke in the Garden during that Final Four championship game season. So Mark has known, you know, Coach K for, for a long time. I think the other fascinating thing is about three weeks ago, we all know Mike Krzyzewski has this, it's, I think it's called Basketball and Beyond podcast. Well, who is his guest right before the end of the season? <laughs> but he has Mark Adams on there for 10 to 12 minutes. And at the time, I mean, they're, they're, they're talking to each other about their teams and X's and O's, and and and, and Mark Adams is asking as many questions back to Cheshevsky to, to as, as vice versa. And I thought whenever this thing started to to kind of hone in and this was going to be the matchup, I thought, well, that is really fascinating. I mean, Mark even talked about it because I get a, a thank you card from, from Coach K about four or five days ago uh, before we'd advanced and all that thanking me for being on the podcast. But Yes. You, you have to have your head in the sand on either team to not understand what's at stake. I think um, I, that may be working from a pressure standpoint in favor of Duke or against them. You know, I think that there, I think they felt that pressure going against North Carolina uh, in, in, in Mike's uh, last, you know, home game and all that. I think that they, there's a lot of, you know, made for TV event that day and, and, North Carolina didn't really cooperate. And so they're, they're certainly feeling super and it's a really young team. That's what, you know, everybody talks about, well, that's maybe one of your advantages is is your age and maturity. I mean, for Texas tech, to tech well, well, we'll, see. I don't, I don't know. And, and is, is Duke's immaturity going to work against them? I don't know, but that's certainly something to, to monitor because I think while well, the pressure may be, or, or, or you're trying to do it for your coach, that can work for or against them. And I, I will, I'm, I'm curious to see how the Red Raiders will respond uh, to that as well because there's a sense of urgency here. I mean, there, there's no doubt what kind of stage you're on, but fortunately they, they, a lot of these kids were on the stage you know, three or four years ago, You know, and, and they understand what, the, what that's about too.
1: What do you think? Uh, Chris Level joining us, the Matt Mosley Show, the radio analyst for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. What do you think of that chase center? How's that? Uh, how's that? Uh, the atmosphere there, and and what does it? uh what is it? What does it look like? Does it? Does it uh, have the appearance of uh, of a pretty nice venue for uh, a Sweet 16?
15: One point four billion dollars does not go as far as I thought it would. I would just <laughs> say that <laughs> it, it, it's it's unbelievable. But and and you, you you've been to at and Stadium in Arlington a million times. Well, I looked that cost up. It's like one point three billion. This thing costs one point four, and obviously you're you're on the water here and all that stuff, but i I don't know what I was expecting. It's unbelievably nice inside, but is it is it that much nicer than the American Airlines Center in Dallas? I, I don't know, but it's uh, Steph Curry just walked by me on the court a second ago. So I thought that was uh, pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, but the home of the Warriors and all those things. but I, I do think that this thing will be absolutely packed. Uh, tonight I think there's the ticket prices are very high a lot of that has to do with Mike Shashevsky and then the Gonzaga fan base I think has traveled well and I think the Red Raider fan base has traveled well so I don't know how many Arkansas fans will be in the house but this is the only region left with all chalk I mean one two three and four are all here so there's no underdogs here there's no fun plucky story these are all you know the top of this region so it should be some really good basketball tonight.
1: Well, yeah. I, although Tech is a fun story, I mean it, it's uh, the the mat. You know the the way they put this thing together. But you're right; they have some. Uh, I don't know if we'd call them a blue blood, but they have enough uh, uh, pedigree, having done this. So speaking of Steph Curry, I was reading that uh, Bryson Williams, uh, O'Banner, and uh, Marco Santos Silva got to meet with him the other day. That that's got to be. Uh, A huge thrill, especially for a couple of those guys that have aspirations to play in the NBA. Uh, My only fear, Chris, would be if they start taking like 28 or 30 footers uh, tonight, we'll...
15: we'll (laughs) Not going to happen, or they'll be sitting next to to Mark Adams, I can assure you of that. That's not not, going to happen, but yeah, I was just wondering a lot if maybe the old Red Raiders could borrow him for a few trips up and down the floor tonight. If you hit one of those scoring droughts, he can certainly get you out of that, but... Um, yeah, it's uh, they did get to meet. You know, I think with him after after one of their practices. I think it was yesterday. He's injured and not with the Warriors right now. We're on a road trip, but it has to be a thrill for those guys to get to be around one of the greatest shooters ever.
1: So we're thinking that uh, the uh, Texas Tech fandom did make the trip out to San Francisco. I don't know what the Tech alums are like on the West Coast. I'm sure there are some out there, but uh, the Texas Tech fans have become a big story this season because of uh the beard game and then quite honestly just kind of uh it's become a great uh home home court advantage what do you think the uh the tech fandom will be like
15: yeah they'll have at least a couple of thousand here i mean i know that they've, they've sold all of their tickets that were allotted to them I mean, i've seen a, a tons of tech people around the hotel uh earlier today i mean so people are flying in today and you know hopefully they get to stay around a while but you no know, this is they, they were uh, they were a motivated fan base, if you will. Felt you know right, wrong, or indifferent. Felt a bit slighted by by the coaching change uh, back in April, and so yeah, they've kind of latched onto this thing, and then it's that they're they're going to continue to write it. And so I I hate it that they weren't able to play in the San Antonio region because that would have been a that would have been a home game uh, if if that if if these games that we're talking about right here tonight were in San Antonio. Uh, but uh, that wasn't the draw that you got, and uh, you got to make the most of it out of here. But if you do end up in New Orleans, well, I would think that the, the Tech fan base would certainly travel. But, yeah, it's been fun to see, see the fans show up home and away uh, all year long.
1: By the way, your old friend Matt Wells has resurfaced in Norman, <laughs> Oklahoma. Yep. Did you happen to see that today?
15: I, uh, I've known about that for about a month. Uh, Matt oh. and I were pretty good friends. Uh, it's been in the works for a while I would say that it hasn't been done until earlier this week but he uh, he lives a couple streets over from me and, and I wish him well I, I think that he, he wanted to stay close to his family as he kind of tries to figure out his next step um, he's going to go be an analyst he had some opportunities I think uh, right there with uh, the staff there in Waco as well but uh, it just I guess it worked out best with the uh, coach Venables and, and 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 Matt Matt was great to me I, I'll root for the guy wherever he ends up he's quality person that just didn't Exactly work in, in in Lubbock, but yeah, he's going to be on that staff for I guess what it's just going to be. He hopes maybe six to seven months, and then when the coaching cycle starts to to move next uh, early November or late November, or whatever, we'll we'll kind of see what happens.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad you were uh, you stayed in touch with him. You know he his sister was a Baylor girl, and he married yeah. a Baylor girl and uh jen and i were friends at baylor i, I was uh, i hate to hear that they almost we almost had him back on campus but you never know maybe one of these days we'll we'll get him back but uh chris good luck to the red raiders tonight y'all have a good broadcast i had a good laugh y'all were kind of concerned about uh my old radio co-host uh, tim Callshaw at the big 12 tournament i think a ball came over there maybe a player did and and i think you or your uh uh, or the play-by-play man said something like, "Is Kalashan okay over there?" And uh, so we had a good time with that.
15: Yeah, we almost got uh, Kalashan and I almost got trucked there in the Big 12 tournament. <laughs> it was uh, it was the ball and the player were about to come over the table right there, but we survived it. He 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 was okay. I was okay. The TV monitor was okay. But yeah, we uh, all all good, man. He was, he was good, fun to sit next to.
1: Yeah, that was about the quickest we've seen him move in many years. But, uh, but anyway, well, y'all, y'all have fun, and I appreciate you doing this. Hey, you bet,
15: you bet, man. Appreciate you having me on, man. You guys uh, be good.
1: Okay, we'll do it, Chris Level from San Fran. Uh, where Texas Tech and Duke are getting ready to get it on later this evening. That some of these games, uh, Aaron, we're going to have to. You and I are late-night creatures, so it plays into our strengths. Uh, but, I mean, these games are in the 8 p.m. Central hour, I think, in this, um, this Tech game. Aaron, I don't have it in front of me. Is that game like 8.30 or 8.45 tonight? It's a late ball game, uh, so uh, that'll that'll be over, uh, oh, about 11, 11.30, something like that, uh, Central Texas time, I like to call it. All right, uh, it's um, Matt Mosley's show. ESPN Central Texas and we're going to continue on we love talking some college basketball we love college football as well and we had a chance to catch up with uh, Baylor head coach and then one of Baylor's starting cornerbacks for this season let's hear what uh, Mark Milton uh, maybe the next speedster for the Bears had to say about the first spring practice uh, session we'll do that next
8: Keep up with Baylor Softball on
12: ESPN Central Texas. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
13: Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, our weekly visit with athletic director Mac Rhodes, wrapping up two very successful basketball seasons that came to an end way too soon. That's straight ahead on today's Baylor Sportsbeat. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand, ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator, named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality.
9: Come by, let's be friends.
1: After my first car accident, I feared the biggest damage would be to my wallet. I expected a mountain of bills and a long, drawn-out process.
6: But my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent was there when I
1: needed her and helped me get back on my feet and in my car in no time. Instead of a hassle,
4: I got reassurance and a quick recovery.
12: Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfvinsurance.com to find an agent who's there when you need them most. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Now, doing his part in preparing champions for life, here's the Voice of the Bears.
13: And welcome back. Today, our weekly visit with Athletic Director Mack Rhodes. Talking Baylor basketball, men's and women's, whose seasons came to an end way too soon.
16: Yeah, you're you're right, um, and I think that's the hard part, you know, trying to just um, deal with with the emotion of both programs coming to a, a screeching screeching halt. And again, uh, you mentioned great great years for both uh, women's basketball, men's basketball, winning you know Big Twelve regular season titles. Um, you know, and, and both programs, you know, just fighting through a lot of, a lot of adversity, you know, you, you think about the, the men's program and, and all of the, the injuries and the different lineups because of those injuries that, that Scott and, and the staff had to navigate. And you think about Nikki, you know, first year, um, taking over, trying to, you know, build her and her culture, um, short bench, you know, all of those things, you know, starting off zero and two, and 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 again, both did such a fabulous job of of leading you know the, their programs through through that adversity. And um, you know, as as you went into the NCAA tournament, you just you felt good, and that they were both well well positioned. And you know, um, each game had had its own set of circumstances, and you know, unfortunately, um, just just weren't able to to, to to come through and and um but you know what what i appreciate most and and i've said this a couple times you know at at complete peace with with uh with both programs the culture couldn't be more proud of of the culture that that scott has this this culture of joy and 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 uh and the culture that 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 nikki is is building of of accountability and 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 caring and and love and support and um You know, those two coaches have turned the page. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, they've got the gas pedal floored thinking about next year. And uh, how do we navigate next year? And how do we we make sure that that next year we're nationally relevant and, and competing for national championships? So future extremely bright for both.
13: Thanks, Mac. And that's our time for today. More tomorrow on our next Baylor Sports Beat.
8: The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central, Texas.
5: This is a Fox 44 weather update on Chief Meteorologist Michael LaPointe. A big warm-up on the way. We just need to get through tonight, and then we're looking at temperatures above normal right on through the weekend. Mostly clear skies tonight. We drop to a very cool 38. Mostly sunny tomorrow, above average, with a high of 81. And mostly sunny, even warmer on Saturday and 85. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
13: Do. Did you know the average American pays over $500 a month for their car payment? What would you do if you didn't have to make that payment for 90 days? Where else could you use $1,500? Keep your car payments at Genco. Buy new or refinance your current vehicle and have no payments for 90 days. Take advantage of our low rates and no payments for 90 days. Only at Genco. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies insured by NCUA. My
0: money, my future, my credit union. Yeah.
9: I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Texas A&M basketball is heading to Madison Square Garden for the final four in the NIT tournament, beating Wake Forest 67-52. The Aggies will now face Washington State. The NCAA tournament continues tonight with the Sweet 16, Arkansas versus Gonzaga, Michigan versus Villanova, both tip at 630. And in the late games, it's Houston and Arizona and Texas Tech and Duke tip around 9 o'clock. The Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins. Hill will get a $120 million deal with the Fins. Defending national champions UMHB Crusaders start their first spring practice this week as the NCAA will allow D3 schools to now have a spring for the first time with shells. Dallas Cowboys have added to their offensive staff. Brian Schottenheimer will now be a football analyst for the Cowboys. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. <laughs>
1: Mosley. Matt Mosley show. ESPN Central Texas. Aaron Sexton alongside as we uh, head right through a Thursday. Weather's going to be gorgeous this weekend. Get ready to go play some golf, tennis, whatever whatever you want. And uh, tonight is about watching hoops. I had a uh, a buddy of mine, a singer songwriter. In fact, he did our uh, pre uh, our intro song, Aaron. Before we started honoring all our, uh, which I love doing, all our sponsors, we had a entry song by the great Ronnie Foss. And Ronnie's trying to get me to go watch. There's somebody playing at the Rustic, and he's telling me, "Well, the games will be on there." Well, Aaron, I don't want to go. Listen to I mean, I love live music, but I don't want to go watch live music and try to do that while monitoring uh, the sweet 16. That <laughs> is something you need to focus on. You don't need to be listening to live music. so I've had to rebuff uh, Ronnie's efforts. but uh, if you're out there and you like listening to Spotify or uh, or Pandora, whatever you choose to listen to things, Look up Ronnie Fossey. He's a Baylor graduate, really good singer-songwriter. F-A-U-S-S. And the man, uh, the man can write a good song, and he's also a top executive with the Dallas Mavericks, of all things. So uh, check that out, and uh, I think you might enjoy that. We had a chance yesterday to meet, or, or was it oh, Lee Times just racing by? Was that Tuesday when we heard from Dave Aranda. First time we'd heard from Dave in a long, long time, and uh, but it was good to hear from him. And as you might expect, Dave Aranda did not. It was asked, "Oh, does this feel different as the defending, the reigning Big Twelve champs?" And he just kind of laughed. No, no, it does not feel different at all. And he's going to, you know, grind this thing out. We got a little bit of an interesting. Uh, did you did you hear that, Aaron, at the end of that interview we just did with Chris Level? Then I brought up that Matt Wells, uh, the former Texas Tech coach, is now in Norman, and he's going to be an analyst or whatever, off-the-field type role, uh, support role with with the Oklahoma Sooners. That one opportunity was going to be with Baylor, former head coach at uh, Texas Tech, to maybe be on the Baylor staff. Now, you'll recall that he and Dave Aranda became great friends when they were both on the staff. At Utah State now, I'm trying to remember if if uh, Matt had already become the head coach there. Dave Aranda, I believe, was the defensive coordinator. But their families became great friends, and I know Dave felt uh, really bad for Matt when he got fired at Tech. So I think there was a, a, an attempt to maybe get him to Baylor, but whatever reason, maybe the job, maybe the opportunity was better in uh, in Norman. And so much like Gary Patterson. Uh, serving as an analyst or advisory type role at University of Texas now Matt Wells will show up in Norman and be there with, uh, with, with Oklahoma. It's been funny to watch the Oklahoma media air and they, uh, they, I guess Lincoln never let the media close to practice or anything like that. And so Venables has been running some open practices. And so the media is all excited. They've had access. They've been (laughs) running in there. And uh, now Baylor has allowed a few of these first 15 minutes of practice. And you don't see much, but, hey, a little's better than nothing. So uh, I had to do uh, – they don't seem to be working with my show. Uh, And uh, so Tom Barfield was on the scene the other day. And then Tom and I spoke with Dave Aranda. Mark Milton, Gavin Holmes, wide receiver, Connor Galvin, the offensive lineman. And I was particularly interested. Now, Aaron, I'll send you these other interviews I did. You'd think I would have done it before now. But I really enjoyed Mark Milton, the Baylor cornerback. I want to let you hear the entire interview because uh, you'll hear me at the end having a little fun with uh, with Mark Milton. But I, this guy came on. Got more and more play in time and emerged as a starting cornerback uh, later in the season, and he'll go into this coming year as likely a starting cornerback for the Bears. I like his attitude. I like how funny, how much fun he has, and uh, will. Uh, he's kind of an engaging guy. Here is Mark Milton, Baylor cornerback, in his visit with the media on Tuesday.
2: All right, questions for Mark Milton? Mark, you are going to have to replace some DBs.
4: What do you, how do you feel about the group coming back?
17: Um, first off, I want to start off by giving glory to God because without him, I wouldn't be here today. Um, uh, could you repeat the question, please? Yeah, uh, you lose some DBs, some good mm-hmm. ones. Uh, how do you
2: feel about the group coming
17: back? Um, I feel good um, with the older guys that we have and the young guys that have came in. Um, we've been working really hard, and... Uh, the older guys are gonna have to take the young guys under under our wings and kind of just mold them to what we we know what the process is and uh, to get back to where we were at. So now we just got to get them to buy in. But I'm really confident in who we have.
15: Yeah, being one of the older guys
10: now, do you have to be a leader in that room?
17: Oh yeah, um, a, a couple of guys call me uh, Uncle Unc. So <laughs> I, I remember when I was younger, I used to mess with the older guys. Oh, you've been here for so long. Now I'm them. But um. <laughs> Yeah, being one of the older guys, um, just taking some of the younger guys in my position group um, and molding them and showing them the process, what to do, and when I leave, what they they need to do, and take the young guys that come in and mold them the same way so we can build a culture and keep on winning even when I leave. Who was the DB
1: that you learned the most from over the years? Is it one of the guys that was in the Combine recently?
17: Um well I came in with Boogie. I came in with Boogie and Riley it was Riley's um Riley's going to be he's going to be at Pro Day here but Riley and Boogie you know we came up together and we you know and studying uh, the playbook together when I first got here. Um, and then last year, coming in, getting extra work in, we knew what we needed to do. Um, and the people that molded that way when we got here was Graylin and Houston. But um, yeah, they showed us what to do, and we just kind of carried it on. Did Boogie's 40-time shock you, or
1: is that about what you expected? <laughs>
17: Shocked me. I don't know why people were shocked like he was. <laughs> I told Boogie he should have just ran track to be honest, cause <laughs> he could fly. That's like I growing up, I've always been fast. That's the one person that I'll say is faster than me. That's the only person that I admit that's faster than me. To this day. So when he ran that I was just like, that's another another day in the office. Do so you think you could record a four two? three or something at some point. Oh, yeah. I'll be right there with him. It might not be his, but it would be close to his. <laughs> Mark, even with – I mean, because the defense does
6: lose some key players. Do you, is there confidence because of what you guys did last year that this
17: defense can be really good again? Um. In order to have a good defense, there's always going to be confidence, but there can't be cockiness. So you got to understand what we did last year is what we did last year. When we play everybody this upcoming year, it's going to be everybody's Big 12 championship. So last year you could say, oh, we took them by surprise, whatever, whatever. But this year they know. They know. So... You can't, you, you can't just be like, oh, we're gonna build off of what we did last year. You gotta say, oh, we're starting from ground one. You need to act like you're starting from ground one and you need to build it up in a, on a strong sh- uh, foundation in order to do what we did last year or do even better.
5: Mark, just how fun was it
16: to be playing football again today?
17: Oh man, it was, it was fun. It felt good. It felt, it, mm, it felt good, but it didn't feel good. <laughs> if that makes sense. So I'm not saying I'm out of shape or anything, but uh, yeah, I could do a little bit more conditioning. It hurt a lot. But it was it was fun to see, you know, before we got out there, you know, we've been we've already been lifting together. So it, it was fun to see all the new guys come in and then them hitting, hitting PR's weight that they didn't think they'd ever be able to hit. And then coming out here and being able to execute the plays offense and defensively defensive wise, it was it was fun to see that.
1: All right, Mark Milton uh, visiting with the uh, assembled media at the first day of Baylor's spring practice, and then Aaron he uh, he's kind of a I, you know Milton's one of my guys now. He he as he's leaving, he just kind of gives me a big hearty pat on the back and takes off. And I, so I've bonded with Mark Milton. This is uh, and I like the fact that he he praised Boogie and and. Um, uh, Tejada, Raleigh Tejada was a very important player for Baylor in the rule era. And it, the way his career ended was just not cool. I mean, I, I don't know how else to say it. Um, and if people say, well, you know, maybe, maybe it was time to demote him or whatever. Well, I don't know, maybe, but Texas tech game, he still made a huge play in a, in a game after that, one of those road games. I mean, he, he still was like making, really important place one one game he he's the one who broke the pass up in the end zone at the end of the game trying to now think back to all these games it was fairly late in the year they threw one in the end zone and he broke it up so I, I don't uh I did not understand why Raleigh Tejada was treated the way he was uh especially being such a great Baylor Bear over the years and so I uh I, I, you know, who knows? I, I, sometimes you just have personality conflicts with coaches or whatever. And, uh, but Tejada, uh, I'll tell you what, Matt Rule will tell you, he was very important for, uh, for the Baylor, uh, family. And I think Joy McGuire would say that. And I think Aranda would say it as well, but, uh, for whatever reason, there was a weird conflict there that, uh, kind of marred at the end of his career. But I was, I thought it was really cool of Milton to, uh, uh, to to kind of bring up the fact that uh, they they he helped uh, mold mold them and that they were uh, that they were a big influence on him. Great to have Milton back. Great to have uh, uh, Christian Morgan back. I mean, these are very. Uh, I just think these are very important players that they've brought back, and then they're going to mix in some of the other players that that got to play but didn't maybe play all the time like Devin Neal. Uh, For people that don't remember him, that's number 14, and uh, he'll be back there uh, playing some safety. You know, it's impossible. You don't just replace um, a a JT Woods, a Jalen Petrie. What you have to do is, you know, guys have to play as a unit and play fast, and the good news is they have tremendous experience coming back. Uh, Matt Jones made a lot of plays for the Bears over the years. Very smart player, son of a coach. Uh, Doyle, same way, son of a uh, of a uh, you know strength and conditioning coach. These are uh, these are players that have been really really good. And then I brought this up yesterday, the defensive line uh, with Apu Ika, all right? uh The uh, the you know I I, I with uh, with Gabe Hall. I mean, this is really going to be uh, tremendous, I-, I think. And then you go over and, and look at the offensive line, and it is uh, with Connor Galvin back and Grant Miller in the mix. And, uh, you, you, I mean, you're, you're just loaded on that O-line. Um, I, Khalil Keith back, Gall coming back for another season. These are players that could have been in the mix. You know, one of the great things about the NFL is, unlike the NBA, I get it. Baylor's probably going to lose both of those freshmen in the NBA. And, and you, you kind of have to, if you're projected to go in the first 20 picks especially, <clears throat> you kind of have to go in the NBA. And the NFL is a different animal. Um, you know, you don't necessarily get penalized as much for hanging out and playing four or five years. Now, in the, in the NFL, of course, you have to at least be on campus or be out of high school for three years, all right? I mean, there's some – you don't always have to be on the field those three years and all that kind of thing, but players do return, and for whatever reason, Connor Galvin decided, you know what? I think it would be good. He talked to his family. He talked to his coaches, Aranda, and, and decided that he thought it would be good for him to come back. Well, great for Baylor. I mean, this is a tremendous. It's it's extremely rare that when someone has a like a super senior or whatever you want to call it uh, type deal, that that they can that they they'll, they'll come back. So I, I I find this to be a tremendous thing for the Bears that uh, that they have all these players back. And then uh, from a coaching standpoint, I, I thought it was fun talking to Gavin Holmes about the new uh, receivers coach, Dallas Baker. Now, Chancey Stuckey was a really fine receivers coach, and I hated that uh, Baylor lost him so quickly. But, uh, you know, he, he got an opportunity, and Chancey Stuckey took it, and that's, that's fine. But I think that was too – did he go to LSU or Notre Dame? I think he may have gone to Notre Dame, actually. But Dallas Baker played in the NFL as well and it really seems like the receivers are swearing by him. They love his energy, and they love he he's re, part of the huge thing in some of these young position coaches is can you relate to these younger players, and it just helps so much when you're not that far removed from playing college football or playing in the NFL. Those guys just uh, have tremendous rapport with the players, and I think Dallas Baker is uh, is going to be – one of those guys and i think chancy stuckey was as well but i think they did bring in a really good replacement at wide receiver and then a reminder that dennis johnson on the defensive line and uh justin johnson juice the man they call juice at running back these are uh these are really really fine position coaches who also help you close deals in recruiting uh, and, uh, and Baylor seems to have put together some really good recruiters. They lost one with Joey McGuire going to Tech, and then he took somebody with him, whose name escapes me all of a sudden, but uh, Corey Campbell, he took somebody with him that was a really, really excellent recruiter, but Baylor still has some great recruiters left behind. All right, lots to discuss. We've got more to get you ready for with some campus confidential, uh, actually with some uh, the dismount we got some college basketball uh, to get to. We'll do all of that as we have to say goodbye next. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM,
8: 92.3 FM and 100.9 FM.
10: Ram Ram Truck Truck Month is here, and it's all about the championship drive as our hometown teams march towards another exciting championship drive. And so can you and your new vehicle from Allen Samuels, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Waco. Shop for power, performance, and reliability with the brands that bring you what you want to drive. Come in today and see our selection of new 2022 trucks, SUVs, and cars. It's time to take home the trophy from Allen Samuels in Waco. Shop the huge inventory of new car and truck inventory in stock today. Come by. Let's be friends. dealer for details. All offers have credit requirements.
7: Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive-through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include any one meat plate with two sides for only $8.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas Taters on Tuesday, and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home.
8: Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas.
9: ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Texas A&M basketball is heading to Madison Square Garden for the Final Four in the NIT tournament, beating Wake Forest 67 to 52. The Aggies will now face Washington State. The NCAA tournament continues tonight with the Sweet 16: Arkansas versus Gonzaga, Michigan versus Villanova. Both tip at 6:30. And in the late games, it's Houston and Arizona, and Texas Tech and Duke tip around nine o'clock. The Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins. Hill will get a 120 million dollar deal with the Fins. Defending national champions UMHB Crusaders start their first spring practice this week as the NCAA will allow D3 schools to now have a spring for the first time with shells. Dallas Cowboys have added to their offensive staff. Brian Schottenheimer will now be a football analyst for the Cowboys. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN
8: Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: All right, it is uh, Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. And we are, uh, oh, another day, another day in the books. Um, the uh, Some breaking news, well, it, about an hour ago. We've had a lot of stuff to do. I'm more interested in the Sweet 16 because, quite honestly, um, Sean Watson and his idiotic behavior, and maybe he's not gonna, uh, you know, get prosecuted as far as a, uh, uh, you know, indictment. But obviously, something strange was going on, and and so I have not been particularly happy for him because it just seems like, at the very best, for him. He was still using extremely poor judgment and doing some ridiculous things. But news has broken on that front. A statement from uh, Brazoria County DA, Tom Selleck, which I saw that name here and I was like, what, Tom Selleck, on the Brazoria County grand jury uh, declined to indict quarterback uh, quarterback Deshaun Watson on any criminal charges. Now, people are like, "Wait, wait, I thought he was already... Not indicted. Well, the news today came out. It actually came out in the New York Times when I read it. Is that this had happened in a different county? All those other ones were in that county, Harris County, or what was ever closer to Houston. And um, this was in Brazoria County. So wherever this was alleged to have happened. Now, the DA said. After a careful and thorough review of the facts and evidence documented in the reports prepared by the Brazoria County Sheriff's Office and the Houston Police Department, as well as hearing testimony from witnesses, the grand jury for Brazoria County has declined to charge Deshaun Watson with any crimes. Accordingly, this matter is now closed. The league statement said, we continue to closely monitor all developments in the matter, which remains under review of the personal conduct policy. Now, what we've been hearing, Aaron, and you brought some of this up, is the league, starting on about March 15th, started. Gra- now, the league acts like it's some kind of has some great investigative arm. What does the league do? Well, they ask for all the police stuff. They come in and they ask the DA and everybody, hey, Thanks for all the hard work. Can we see the files? Would you guys mind sharing all this uh, with us? And we need to figure out, you know, what's, what's going on with Deshaun Watson here. Do our own investigation. Even though they're not really trained to do that. Do they have some former law enforcement types? Probably. But I don't trust the NFL with any of this. Because even when they were trying to investigate you know, inflated or deflated footballs. They butchered the investigation every which way, but Sunday. And then they love to destroy evidence. Once they have some evidence, they're like, Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, we shredded that. We don't have that anymore. Sorry about that. Uh, they also love to just given whatever, whatever they suits their fancy. One time they didn't, they, they went ahead and suspended Zeke Elliott when he was actually good for the Cowboys for about six weeks, and nobody could ever totally get them to admit. And, and even later on, it was, it was stated that people inside the investigation did not find some of the ev- evidence to be believable. But they went on, and so honestly, it, it kind of comes down to whatever point they want to make. If they feel like it's important to take a stand uh, 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 about some of Deshaun Watts' behavior, they'll do something. If they don't, they won't. Now, Aaron, I remember you saying that, you know, you were gonna you thought that he would be suspended for a good amount of time. I think I think the most they'll do here is about four games. One of the reasons they do that is because the league wants this to, to go away so it's not hanging over everything constantly. All right, there's your Deshaun Watson. I'm sick of talking about him, so we won't do any of that tomorrow. Friday. Big show planned. It will react to all this basketball. Everybody have a great evening. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock sharp. Good night, everybody.
8: This is the Spectrum Big 12 Shootaround. A daily look inside Big 12 Conference Basketball. Now, here's the voice of the Bears.
13: Everybody it's to have a check of Big 12